Hey, and welcome, friends, to episode number 45 of Audit Bites. Listen, we are the best focused learning internal audit podcast out there. And today, today, we're going to talk about curiosity and the power of curiosity for internal auditors. And the question that I have for you, my friends, the question that I have for all of you is, are you curious enough to make a difference? There we go. <laughs> now we've got it straight. Are you curious enough to make a difference? Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to invite you to come to the next three episodes on October the 10th, episode 46, Stop Auditing After the Fact. Stop Auditing After the Fact. On October the 24th, episode 47, Board Governance Gone Wrong. This is actually going to be one of my favorite episodes. And on November the 7th, why communication skills are important for internal auditors, why internal audit skills, why communication skills are important for internal auditors. Now back to the topic for today. Are you curious enough to make a difference? Are you curious enough to make a difference? So if you're like me, you start most days reading, trying to catch up on current events, and things that are happening in the world today. And so in some of my recent meet readings, I came across this article that was fascinating. It was an Inc. Magazine article, and it asked, how can you tell if someone has exceptional leadership skills? How can you tell if someone has exceptional leadership skills? So here's what I want you all to do. If you are listening, type into the chat. How can you tell if someone has exceptional leadership skills? I'm curious to know because this article purports to give us the number one way to determine if someone has exceptional leadership skills, and it is not what I anticipated. You see, they said that this trait is rare, and it opens us up to new ideas that may have complex problems that may help us solve complex problems at a much faster rate. And that one thing, that one thing was curiosity. But it didn't stop there, my friends. The article then went on to say that organizations will also benefit greatly from hiring future workers displaying curiosity. Now, this got me thinking, is that surprising to anyone? Because it really got me thinking. Because it was a surprise to me. Organizations will also benefit greatly from hiring future workers displaying curiosity. Fascinating. Fascinating. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Carol. Good to see you. And hello, my friend, Heather. Now, Michael gives a good guess, and Michael says empathy. Michael, the answer was curiosity, but... I think empathy is is one thing that uh, is a good characteristic for leaders to have. Ooh, now Heather says they don't always offer solutions. They push you to find the solutions. That is an absolute great characteristic. That is an absolute great characteristic. And hello, Gail. How are you? We definitely need to catch up one day soon, my friend. So question that I've asked is, 
Are you curious enough to make a difference? And this Inc. magazine article that I read said that organizations will benefit greatly from hiring future workers displaying curiosity, but it doesn't stop there. There was also a study in the Harvard Business Review, and let me tell you what that study said. That study said that the most curious employees sought the most information from their coworkers and that information helped them with their jobs. For instance, it boosted their creativity in addressing customer concerns. So now think about this. Employees who were curious asked their fellow employees more information. They turned around and used that information to perform better on the job. But it didn't stop there. Curiosity also helps with leadership. The article went on further to say, from a leadership standpoint, by being willing to explore and ask questions with curiosity, you're able to see more clearly the nuances of a challenge and to reach better outcomes. So this sounds pretty good so far, right? This is good news, isn't it? Curious people make better leaders. Let me say that again. Curious leaders, curious people make better leaders. However, however. The research did provide us with a warning. It provided us with a really good warning. So we're going to talk about what that warning is. And you might want to pay attention here because it, it was kind of shocking, but not really shocking. You see, the research also suggested that if you are in a bureaucratic environment, too often bureaucracy, well, it drives us to stop being curious and asking questions. <laughs> Imagine that, right? But what this means is that you can be the best auditor in the world, but if your culture is corrupt, it will prevent you from doing your job. If your culture is corrupt, it will prevent you from doing your job. All right, so let's go back to the audience and see what you all have to say, my friends. Let's see what you all have to say. Ooh, this must be Carol again. Carol says, in her opinion, Curiosity is courage in action. No courage means no curiosity. Oh my goodness, I love this. Yeah. In order for you to be curious, especially as an auditor, a fraud investigator, any type of position like that, you have to have courage. It's one thing to be curious, but you can't be curious without courage. Oh, I love that. Now, Gail, Gail says, the most curious employees ask questions so that they can do their jobs better and also improve their interpersonal skills. Nothing like a great conversation started by a question to get to know a coworker better. Yeah. Now, if you really want to dive a little deeper into that, check out last uh, the last episode where I talked about our auditors imposters and we talked about imposter syndrome and some of the powers of curiosity there. So, so, you know what? I really love doing this show live because we as a community get to learn together. And so I thank you all for showing up every time you see that I have a live podcast. But what I also want to tell you is if you like it, spread the word to your friends. And if your friends can't make it, you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, whether that's Google, Spotify or Apple. And you know what? Because I like you all so much and because I am so thankful, we're going to do a giveaway today. What am I giving away? I'm giving away a copy of my book. 
ask better questions, get better answers, perform better audits. And in order to be put in the raffle, which we'll have at the end of the show, I want you to type the hashtag that audit guy into the chat. I just typed it into the chat for you. You can just copy and paste. You see, we have this little robot that's going to go out and it's going to randomly select a winner. It is going to randomly select a winner. Now, this article went on to state a few other things about curiosity. It said, by building your curiosity and allowing others to do the same, we open ourselves up to new ideas that may solve complex problems at a much faster pace. So now at this point, let me get this straight. Let me just get this straight. So my fellow auditors who are afraid to ask questions, who have imposter syndrome, who sometimes fear what their clients might think about them, let me just get this straight. Everything that I've read so far from this article tells me, one, curious people make better leaders. The second thing it tells me is that curious people solve problems. And the third thing that it tells me is that bureaucracy is the enemy of curiosity. Now, did you all hear that, too? Is, is that what you all heard? I just want to know, am I making things up or did you all hear the same things that I just heard with that? Because that sounds great for us as auditors. So now what that really means is I, auditors ask questions. That's just what we do. That is the job. And, and so by asking questions. we get better at what we do. And so we need to learn how to ask better questions so that we can get better answers so that we can ultimately perform better audits. But back to the topic at hand, are you curious enough to make a difference as an internal auditor? And as Carol just said, curiosity requires courage. So do you have the courage to be curious? Now, I'm going to tell you a story. You know, it, it wouldn't be an Audit Bites episode without a story. And some of you probably missed it at the beginning. So we're going to put it right here. So at one point in time, I was the chief audit executive organization. And we had a bookstore that was under my purview. And we needed to audit this bookstore, although I didn't understand why. See, I was new to the role. And some of my employees said that every year they went and audited this bookstore. And I was extremely confused. Like, why are we doing year-end audits of a bookstore? And so they told me that the reason we were doing audits of the bookstore every year is because every year they had to adjust the books because they were wrong. Now, I don't know about you all, but if every year they were wrong, that's sending a red flag to me. So my first year in the job, I couldn't go. There were too many other pressing priorities. So the second year, I made it a point to go into this bookstore with my auditors and figure out why in the world were we auditing this bookstore every single year? And so I walk into the back room of the bookstore. And when I walk into the back room, I see in the middle of the floor a pallet of shrink-wrapped goods. Now, at first, my spidey sense started going off because I'm thinking, why are these goods shrink-wrapped in the middle of the floor of this bookstore? You know, the, the whole point and object of having a bookstore, any store, is for your goods to be moving. And so I asked someone, how long has this pallet of shrink-wrapped goods been sitting here? And they said, oh, for a very long time. And so I walk over to this pallet and Wendy, if you're still here, you might remember this because we used to do this at Winn-Dixie. I walk over to this pallet and I run my finger across the top and there's nothing but dust. 
So now the next thing I'm wondering is why in the world does a bookstore whose goal and objective is to sell goods have a pallet of goods shrink wrapped in the middle of the back room floor with a ton of dust on it? Didn't make any sense to me. So I began asking more and more questions. And when I went back to my office later on that day, there was a knock at the door and someone stuck their head in and said, do you have a minute? Now, we all know by now that anytime someone knocks on your door and asks you if you have a minute, well, first, it's going to be more than a minute. And second, it's probably going to be some crazy crap that you wish you never encountered. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Now, can anyone guess what happened? And since there's a slight delay, I'm going to give you all a minute to guess. By the way, if you like this mug, go over to my website, thatauditguy.com, and pick up your I Love Audit mug. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute while I take a sip of water and give you all a chance to guess what in the world happened when this person knocked on my door and said, do you have a minute? All right. So, so Gail says, do you have a minute is ominous? Yes, it is. Especially if it's your boss or HR, right? Especially if it's HR. Now, in this particular instance, I was the boss and it wasn't HR. So, whew, that was good. Now, Heather says they were supposed to be returned, but they never were. That's pretty close, Heather. That is pretty doggone close. Ooh, you know what? I am going to have to uh, uh, apologize to you all for just in just one minute. And I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I did this last week. I messed it up just a little bit. Um, but I'm going to apologize and ask you all to do me a favor now that I have you here. But I'll get to that in one minute. We'll go through some more of the um, some more of the guesses. Um Gosh, darn it. Okay, so, my friends, while I have you here, what I want you to do for me is everybody that wanted to be a part of winning the book, type that hashtag, that audit guy, in again. I forgot to set it up. I just set it up. So type the hashtag in again for me to be put in the drawing. I do apologize for that. Now, Gail says, back to the show, Gail says they wanted to tell you not to ask too too many questions, a.k.a. the pallet of dusty books. You didn't see it, right? They tried to use Jedi mind tricks, right, Gail? These are not the droids that you see. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Wendy, they did tell me the real story. That is for certain. Okay, okay, okay. So now, now, let me just go ahead and keep you guys out of suspense. And let me tell you what the real story was and what really happened. So what ended up happening was the bookstore manager had a bunch of inventory stored in off-site locations off the books, but yet on the books. It was inventory that was at least 10 years old and it was obsolete and should have been sent back a long time ago. And that pallet only represented a small piece of that. When we ended up finding all of the locations throughout the city where he had inventory that should not have been there. The organization had to write down $1.1 million in inventory. So 
he was concealing inventory. Apparently, he had bought some items he thought was gonna that he thought he was gonna be able to sell, and he couldn't sell them. Now, the disappointment for me was in the fact that no one had questioned this years before I got there, because it had been going on for at least ten years. And the only reason I found it is because curiosity. I saw a big pile of inventory sitting in the middle of the floor, shrink wrapped. Then I ran my finger across it, and it was dusty. And I proceeded to ask questions after that. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? So curiosity is our superpower as internal auditors. Curiosity is our superpower. Back to the question at hand, though. Are you curious enough to make a difference? You see, when we start asking questions, sometimes people, especially our clients, might call us crazy. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we can let that affect our self-esteem. And so, let's talk about why auditors are cautious instead of curious. Let's talk about sometimes why auditors are cautious instead of curious. All right, you ready? In my opinion... Auditors are cautious instead of curious because it all starts with fear. And that first fear is the fear of judgment. Again, I refer you back to last episode where we talked about imposter syndrome. We are afraid that people are going to judge us. They're going to call us stupid. They're going to say we don't know how to do our job. And so instead of being curious and courageous, we lean more so on being cautious. Fear of judgment. Now, The second reason that auditors are cautious instead of curious is because we are afraid that we might be wrong. We are afraid that if we're proven to be wrong, our clients will lose respect for us. Now, that only happens if we do it in a bold way that's just, you know, where we're bragging and where we really are buttholes. Otherwise, clients understand that everyone makes mistakes. But we have a fear of being wrong, which leads us back to the fear of judgment. So those two actually work hand in hand. The third reason that I believe auditors are cautious instead of curious is sometimes we are afraid that we're going to be right. You know, we look at things and we say, oh, my God, this is really messed up. And then we dig a little deeper and we find out that not only were we right, but it was even more messed up than we anticipated to begin with. And so that just really throws us out of whack because the 100 hour budget that we had for the audit project now is going to be about 500 hours. And so we become afraid to tell our boss. So auditors are cautious instead of curious because there's a fear, fear of judgment, a fear of being wrong. And then there's also a fear of, well, being right. What happens if you're right? So now that brings us to our next section is, well, What are the benefits of being a curious auditor? Like, really, what are the benefits of being a curious auditor? And before I go any full, before I go forward, let's go back to the audience for a minute. Mandu says, if knowledge is power, then curiosity is the muscle. Man, spot on. If knowledge is power, then curiosity is the muscle. And yes, Gail, Jedi mind tricks. Jedi mind tricks. All right, all right, all right, all right. So now, now, let's talk about the benefits of being a curious auditor. Research from the Harvard Business Review suggests that when our curiosity is triggered, we are less likely 
to fall prey to confirmation bias. So think about that. When our curiosity is triggered, we are less likely to have confirmation bias. So to that extent, curiosity increases our objectivity. And if we know anything about the auditing profession, independence and objectivity are two staples in our profession. So according to research from the Harvard Business Review, when our curiosity is triggered, we are less likely to fall victim of confirmation bias. Additionally, there is some research that suggests that curious people come up with more innovative ideas. Now, here's what really struck me about this research. Curious people came up with more innovative ideas, even if you are not in a creative field. You see, oftentimes we think that creative endeavors are for creative people, you know, authors, painters, sculptors. But research has discovered that when you are curious, you become creative. So that means that even us accountants and auditors, we can do some creative things. We can help our clients come up with creative solutions to control problems. We can actually do things like create podcasts that are live shows on LinkedIn and YouTube that has an interactive audience. Hmm. So creativity brings out innovation. Creativity brings out innovation. How about that? Did you know that you, even as an auditor, could be creative? How about that? Now, the third benefit of creativity for internal auditing professionals, or the third benefit of being a curious auditor, I said that wrong, the third benefit of being a curious auditor. Hmm. So research has found that curiosity encourages members of a group to put themselves in one another's shoes. In other words, empathy. It encourages people to take an interest in one another's ideas rather than focusing on your own ideas. So the third benefits of being a curious auditor is it reduces conflict and increases empathy. Let me tell you, my friends, there's nothing worse than an auditor who comes in and tells you what you should be doing and what you need to do without having a full understanding of how your function operates. I found that when you exercise more empathy, it makes your relationships even better with your clients. So benefits of being a curious auditor. Well, first, it increases your objectivity. And we all know that independence and objectivity are staples in our profession. Second, it makes us more innovative. Yes, even accountants and auditors have an innovative and creative streak. And the third reason, the third benefit is that it reduces conflict and increases our empathy. When we can empathize with someone else, they are less likely to argue with us. And we are more likely to get more information that we can use in a productive manner. So my friends, this is episode number 45 of Audit Bites. Are you curious enough to make a difference? Now, as I promised, as I promised, I am going to do a giveaway. Now, before I do the giveaway, let me, let me set it up so that the giveaway tool can actually do its thing so give me just one moment. 
while I queue up the giveaway. While I queue up the giveaway. And then we'll also go back to our audience. So, Gail says, no one thinks of auditors as being creative. Now I'll look at you different, Robert. What do you mean? We are creative. Look at all the stuff that I put out on LinkedIn. All the graphics, that's me. The show, that's me. Everything behind the scenes, it's all me. But it's all about wondering how can you do things differently or if you can do things differently. So with that said, let's get to this giveaway. Let's get to this giveaway. And here we go. Here we go. Who's going to win? Who is going to win? Get up, oh, Clarence. <laughs> oh, Clarence already has a copy of the book. Clarence already has. Did you all see it? Did it show up for you? All? Yeah, it did. Okay. Clarence already has a copy of the book. So, so here's what I'm going to do, Clarence. That doesn't mean that you don't win anything, my friend, because that would not be fair to you. So what we're going to do, my friend, you've seen the book. You've seen the store that I have where I have the uh, audit merch, the shirts, the mugs, all that good stuff. Go over to my audit store, Clarence, and tell me what you want. As far as merchandise is concerned, tell me what you want as far as merchandise is concerned. And whatever it is, it is yours. A t-shirt, a mug, a hat, whatever. So episode number 45 of Audit Bites, are you curious enough to make a difference? Here's what I want you to do, friends. If you've enjoyed this episode, spread the word to your friends, anyone you think may benefit from this episode. For IIA chapters, if you need a kick butt speaker, presenter, trainer, you're looking at the person for you right now. Friends, you know what? I think that's all I have for today. Heather said, give him a shirt. Heather, I was one step ahead of you. And Clarence said, okay. Clarence, I think we needed to catch up anyway, man. It's been a while since we've actually talked. So let's hop on a Zoom. I'm actually traveling this week. I'm going to Denver, Colorado. And then next week, I'm going somewhere else. So in between that, my friend, let's find a time to hop on a Zoom. And for everyone else listening, thank you for joining me. And let's not forget, our next episode is October the 10th, Stop Auditing After the Fact. And then the next one, October the 24th, Board Governance Gone Wrong. And November the 7th, Why Communication Skills Are Important for Auditors. Thank you for giving me your time and attention and for spending some valuable hours in your day with me. We will see you on October the 10th.